Welcome back to System Ministrivia, the podcast where Jay punches says, way too much time to get ready. This is Brent. I'm not ready. <laughs> and I'm hey. I fucking, I fucking love it when you do that. It's so stupid. For the fucking so record, Peyton funny. is the one that wasn't ready for so long. I, listen, man. No. No, no, no. We all had our equal part in this. I can you hear me you. right now? You needed a, yeah, I can hear you, yeah. <laughs> no, we fixed that. <laughs> oh now Jason is losing his mind. We all knew this day was going to come, people. We all knew this day was going to come. I don't think I didn't think Jathan had a mind to leave. Yeah, you know yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah, I like that. so now, of course, that we're recording, he's going to be all chill and mellow and like yeah. collected. Yeah. Uh, but like during the pre-meeting, guys, no, don't even. What did he say? Don't even. No, no, no. Lie about it. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> oh my god, lying. you guys are such. Dickhead. I'm not lying. I'm not lying. Hayden is like, lying. oh, I got to type for six hours before we can start talking. It I was not type. six hours. It was. It was like it's... fifteen, and that's and that's because he has to he has to do the summary of the news article. It's seven forty six right now. We were supposed to start yes. forty six minutes ago. Okay. No, technically we were supposed to start thirty one minutes Correct. ago. Thirty two minutes ago. All right. Listen up. Thing two over there. Shut the fuck up. I'm battling this out. I'm duking it out with Brent right now. Yeah, but see, I'm duking see, it out. Here's the thing. I've had a know, stressful last can... week. I had a stressful last day. Y'all are fucking with me. Okay, hipster. Basic. I, I... What? <laughs> That's not even relevant. Come on, man. Whatever. What are you drinking? Okay, I am drinking the same rum I have been for like a long time now. I'm, I'm like, I'm finally I'm about one third through. I sure am. I are sure you? Am. I'm the only wild yeah, guy here. Go. Yeah, you've been the wild card the last couple times. What are you drinking? Dry dock apricot blonde. Ooh. Dry. It's very dry delicious. Dock. Now I will. What what is that? It's a blonde ale. It's uh not seasonal actually. It's a brewery down in Denver, and they make this beautiful apricot blonde ale, and it's just amazing. It's like seriously, just the right amount of sweet. It's not like killer sweet, but it's very delicious. Nice. Hmm. On Monday, I went to the Tap House with some other coworkers, and in Quaker Town? No, not in Quaker Town, near Philly. Uh, and I tried something called Matilda. It was quite tasty. How was she? <laughs> ah, she had high heels yeah. on. It was it was tasty. It was a good it was a good beer. If you have a chance to try it, I I can't remember the alcohol content. It was pretty steep though. It was ten or twelve percent. Uh, I'll uh, I'll I'll look it up and get it on the list if I can remember to do so but it was tasty if you have a chance to try it out you should uh, it's from goose island looks like goose island beer company yeah, no. not actually craft beer as it turns out not actually craft or crap craft what <laughs> what defines um, craft i don't beer? know there's some standard for size and production units and shit like that and goose island got bought out by like uh, i'm not sure if it was anheuser bush or they they got bought out though Man, Anheuser's just buying everything. I'm sad, too, because um, you guys know Fat Tire. You can get that in Pennsylvania yeah. now, right? Um, yep. Well, that's from Fort Collins, which is, you know, like roughly an hour north-ish of Boulder. They are thinking about selling, I think, to Coors. Really? Hmm. Now, yeah, according... That's the news, According anyway. to their website, Matilda is a 7% alcohol by volume. It was uh, 7%? Oh, 7%? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which so. is, you know, pretty stout. Decent. That's about right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, but it was it was definitely very good. If you have a chance to try it out, give it a shot. So actually, it's not on the topics list. So before I even mention the topic list, I saw because I, I you know I follow a lot of infosec people on Twitter. Jathan, shut up because I know you're going to say something. I wasn't I about a lot to of say inf- anything. <laughs> I feel like you were eventually. I follow a lot of infosec people on Twitter, and you know I I retweet them occasionally. And there was a compromise where uh, Twitter's database is up for sale. Oh really. It's been estimated. Oh yeah, I guess you weren't. Yeah, you were. You were on your way home from work when I when I told Jathan to change his password. So, it's been estimated that it's from 2010, which might make it a backup. Recently, like within the past couple of days, there's been like a and really like back to the end of May, I guess. Um, there's been a ton of compromised celebrity tweet t- t- uh, Twitter accounts. So. I'm thinking it might actually be more recent than 2010, or there's, uh, or maybe that's just like a sample or something. But it's uh, change your passwords. 
Yeah, so that's I didn't bother putting that in the news because it's just that one thing, and it's still kind of developing as we record. I'm sure by the time we release, uh, it'll be old news, and we'll know what's going on in more detail. But you know, for now, that's that's all I got. We will be talking a bit more extensively this episode on op- good opsec for like the the everyday Joe operational security, basically like how to do things securely how to protect yourself and your privacy and things like that we'll be talking a lot about packet sniffing we got a lot of stuff going on there and we will be talking about a uh a hacker over in it's in that area it's chinese well she's chinese she's a chinese chinese okay yeah yeah chinese we'll be talking about a chinese hacker yeah you may remember this because i think it was slash dotted and everything who basically 3d printed platform shoes and and hid some stuff in there quite a bit uh, that sort of made pen testing yeah pretty awesome pretty awesome stuff but we'll talk about that more in detail so for now i'm just gonna go over to Payton with the news uh this is Payton with the news let's see we got uh quite a bit here actually tonight uh we've got centos 6.8 was released that supports linux kernel 2.6.32 and that obviously so has old. yeah support for storing up to 300 terabytes of data on xfs uh, there's other stuff that they've released, updates and whatnot. We'll, we'll have a link to the mm. to that that information in our notes. Florida man has been fined for jamming cell traffic. Uh, Florida man has been fined for 48k <laughs> for jamming cell phones while driving. Jason Humphreys caused actual interference to cellular service along a significant portion of Interstate 4 and disrupted police and emergency communications. And it looks like he was actually uh, hunted down by the FCC. I, by hunted down, I mean that they actually... Went looking for him with the police, and they find him, found him and find him. Oh, they'll yeah. find yeah, They'll yeah. find you. Uh, big time. I, I'm a ham operator. You don't want to mess with the FCC when it comes to this kind of stuff. They get, take it pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. In other news, the United States mill still uses 8-inch <laughs> floppy. There's a report circulating that the U.S. DOD is still using 8-inch floppy disks to coordinate operational functions of the nation's nuclear forces. They're currently using an IBM Series 1 computer and outdated floppy disks to handle functions related to... Intercontinental ballistic missiles, nuclear bombers, and tanker support craft. Dot dot dot. This blows my mind. Now, I mean, obviously, I was in the Marine Corps, and I'm, you know, I'm aware of the general computer user in the military. Uh, but this still, you know, holy crap, you know. <sighs> there are people. Well, let's put it this way: there are people old enough to vote, not just join the armed forces, but to vote. That don't know what a floppy mm-hmm. disk looks like. Well, they do. It's the save they, button. They, that's probably it's true. the save, save icon, icon, right? Oh, this is a three D printed three D printed save right, icon. Right. Yeah, no, it yeah. is true. Like it, it's 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 uh, terrifying. I'll have to tell you about my sergeant when I was in. So then the next bit of news is uh, this is this one's a little bit closer to Philadelphia. It's Foscon twenty sixteen has been announced. Uh, it will mm-hmm. be held August twentieth at the International House of Philadelphia. It's a new location. They're really pleased about it. You can find more at foscon.us. We'll have a link to that on the notes. Uh, and next bit of news, FBI sends computer information collected by hacking tools in unencrypted form over the open internet. Now, the FBI uses a system called Network Investigative Technique. Apparently, NIT transmitted evidence from a case unencrypted over the traditional internet. Of course, the FBI is saying that is incorrect, but the suspect in the case, Edward Matisse, is questioning the chain of custody in regards to this. He's claiming that the... Evidence that they collected from him was then transmitted over the open internet. Next bit of news, LinkedIn database is now available on Pastebin and other places. The hacked LinkedIn database is now available. It currently unrars to about 21 gigabytes. I think we will try and get a link to this if we can. I know it's on Mega. If you need to, get your passwords changed. Try not to use the same one everywhere. And now for a bit of feel good, Dog Charity is was... They were, they were compromised, and they had their files encrypted. And uh, the hackers de- initially demanded uh, 1500 Canadian in Bitcoin. The lady that runs the, the dog charity asked them, hey, you know, this is a charity. I don't have that much money. And they agreed to half. And then an anonymous uh, donor came forward after the story was posted on CBC, I guess Canadian Broadcasting, and they paid it. And she refused to actually pay anything from their actual account. So she was, you know, torn up inside about this, apparently. And then after it was paid, the files were returned. So good for them for returning the files after screwing over a charity. Good job. Yeah, that's fucked up. Good job, guys. Good job. Well, to be fair, Jathan, they don't 
usually with ransomware attacks, it's not specifically targeted. It's just like careless right. user right. action. Exactly. Still, if you um, find out that it's a charity after the fact, don't you like? Okay. Nope. No. No. no because they're they're an entirely different country. You know, like why would why would they I, care? I think she's I think she's really lucky that they they. She's just trying to help the fucking dog. I think she's really lucky that they have the you know the demand. You know. Yeah, we. It's not uncommon for them to try and because really they just want to get paid. Sure. If it's yeah, if it's sure. like all or nothing, they wouldn't really, you know. I mean, it's it's just basically like a classic haggling technique. You start high. I don't know. I I would say I have mixed feelings about this because really they should have again they should have had a backup. And every time we pay ransomware actors, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But it, see, it that's the just, thing. It encourages them. Well, yeah, exactly. It, it reinforces it the them idea that, that it works. Yeah, it's a because they, it, it reinforces the idea that it's a profitable thing. Yeah, a profitable racket, and we need to stop that. We need to stop that dead in its tracks and saying no, we're not, we're not gonna fuck you. Basically, right. pretty much the only way you can do that is with a good backup. Yeah, so. I mean that's. Although, although we have a we have a very interesting baddie tonight about that. Actually, well, that's other rights. I, I had a I had a customer that I actually don't have a customer. She's not my customer anymore because I just don't have the time for to help her. And she was worried about mm-hmm. malware, and I'm like, "Look, the best thing you can do is to have backups at this point. You know, you're gonna if you're gonna get it, mm-hmm. the best thing you can do is is just restore from a backup after you clean up the compromised computer, of course. But she's no longer my customer, so I don't really care. Right? Yeah. So it, it, it's neither here nor there. Sure. So that's the news. You remember that time you said that you shouldn't mess with the FCC? Which was just yeah. a few minutes ago? I'm holding my ham radio. I don't have a license, and I'm thinking about pressing transmit. Well, you shouldn't. Especially now that we have a recording of oh you saying God. that. What's going to happen? I'm in a closet. Well, well. how are they going to okay, find so me? The, oh my God. So the thing is, like... I'm just fucking around, by the way. But <laughs> Disclaimer, I'm not about to break the law. So we're just going to go ahead yeah. and ignore Chayfun <laughs> and uh, move into good OPSEC, which it, it's basically like, in, in our topic notes, I have it as, as good OPSEC for everyday Joe, where it's it's basically that. It's like, it's how to kind of work on your privacy for, in a really easy to understand way. Um, it If I have one qualm with it, and of course I would, mm-hmm. uh, it's because it, it, you know, it recommends Tor. Um, and you know how I feel about Tor. Uh, wait, wait, wait. You're free to disagree. Can, can but, we can we confirm yes. that you just hate Tor? <laughs> I I hate it, but I, I feel like he, it's no, founded. No, no. no, he doesn't even hate it. Do he you hates hate it? it? Well, I hate no. I hate its current implementation. It's a great idea, and it's a really cool thing. What's well, a uh, fantastic but idea? <laughs> it could be way better, and I still think it's broken for what it promises, either implicitly or explicitly. It's but you don't broken, hate it. You certainly don't hate the idea of it. Right. I don't hate the idea of it. It's like politics. <laughs> I'm down with capitalism. It looks awesome on paper, you know, like individual rewards for the amount of effort you put in. Sure. Do I think the implementation could use a lot of work? And do I think the implementation is broken? Hell yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm willing to throw away the entire idea based upon that. So like, yeah, like I, I don't hate Tor. I hate what it I hate what it is, not what it is meant to be uh so that's yeah so the name of the article of course we'll link it it's called it's called going dark and they talk about like you know a data breach and and why privacy is important it's just really generally good opsec like not even like if you're trying to hide anything just really good online practice you know like it's really it's a good idea to not have all your personal info up and i'm kind of like the opposite end of that it'll be really it's honestly guys like it's really easy to find my personal information because i'm I'm really accessible, mostly because I'm of the philosophy that like a lot of the anonymity tools out there are broken. So it's usually better to actually leave as much of a complete trail as I can. And that way that sort of can be used as a public record of of a alibi, which is a trick I learned from a Hope Talk, by the way, a couple years ago. But yeah, it, you can go like one way or the other. And since one way is kind of broken anyways, you might as well go the other way. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. So, like, you know, like, mix and match a little bit. But, yeah, so it talks about, like, making payments. Again, it does touch upon Tor, so it's not really... I I have my doubts about that, and we've talked about weaknesses in Tor browser specifically before. I'd say, in general, it's got some pretty solid advice. 
Uh, I well, I was looking through it, and he does make some some pretty decent points. You know, there's uh, identity generators. Um, you know, create a create a fake Gmail address. You know, just slam your face in the keyboard a couple times and make that your at Gmail. I mean, some of the stuff that he puts in here is is pretty interesting. Um, I had not been made aware of the sites that will let you receive SMS, so that's interesting. Obviously, you can use, like, Google Voice. You know, you can set up a Google Voice. Although, I don't know that they're still pushing out numbers. I think they're done pushing out numbers. So you I kind don't of, think they I are. I think you had to have... I managed to snag at least one. Yeah, I've got but, one. So yeah, but I, it's... I use it on a regular basis. Too. I really need to make... Yeah, I really need to make more use of that, I think. It's, but. it's a good idea. It really is. A lot of people didn't use the service when it first came out, but a lot of people who paid attention to what it could do mm-hmm. jumped on the bandwagon there. I, I feel like uh, it's it's a cool yeah. idea, but I, I I still think I'd rather just like set up a a a, a trunk, you sure. know, like a a, sure. a PBX and just go with Vitality or something. Well, but, considering that you can get service through any number of sites for a number, I mean, it's pennies on the dollar for just to have the number, mm-hmm. and you can set yeah, Vitality's up, not the only one, for and sure. you can set those up to receive SMS if you really want to. Uh, yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how many people know that you can you can do SMS through a uh, a VoIP trunking provider. So definitely look into that. There's software. Um, Asterix can do it. I think free. Um, well, free PDX uh, is built on Asterix. So yeah, that's not the one I'm thinking okay. of. Um, the other one. Gosh darn it! I package it for Arch. I really should know this. This is terrible. Free switch. Well, what is it? Free switch. Oh, free switch. Okay. All right. It can do a lot, but it's it's a lot. Uh, I guess cleaner of a setup mm-hmm. than asterisk mm-hmm. typically. Oh, is. really? Okay. Because asterisk is yeah. not um, a clean setup. It's all. complicated. <laughs> it's very. It's it's not for the weak of hearts. No, yeah, for sure. No, it definitely. Isn't. Um, <laughs> my cat is trying to sip my bur- my rum, and that's not a good idea. Cat, you need to <laughs> you need to slow your roll, son. Good job. Did I ever tell you what my cat's name is? His name is Meth Cat. <laughs> Oh yeah, I knew that. Meth cat. Yeah. I thought you just called him. It's in the drug. Name, really? No, no, no. That's his name. Why? Would because you... well, he was rescued. It's like well, he was rescued from a like a meth house. Okay. And it was like raided or something. Okay. And like they didn't want to take him to the shelter, so okay. yeah. So it's so they knocked on your door. They're like, here, we've got this cat for you, or what? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, he, uh, we we weren't the first adopters. We got him from our our friends and neighbors back at the old house. But yeah, he yeah he um he's definitely weird and i think they might have used them to like test batches on because oh, he's like my god really if there were if there yeah if there was like a recovered meth addict that, that was a cat i would imagine it'd be like meth cat he's just he's just staring off into the distance right now just doing his thing he's like an old dirty man Jathan, have you have you used any of like the the dark stuff like i2p or uh tor or what's it, a lantern or cjdns or any of that stuff I've used Tor before, like, in Tails, just to see how it went. Just to see how much Tails sucked? Well, no, Tails was kind of cool, but, I mean, Tor wasn't, like, impressive. Uh, I can honestly say that I've not used Tor. I, I see no reason to use Tor. I, I'm not... I don't need to browse the sites that uh, are on there. I, mm. You know, uh, I should probably at some point just use Tor, just to say that I've I've been able to do it and, and use it, but I really... It's not something to me that I need to be able to say, you know, yeah, I've used Tor, I know how to, you know. I think it's important to, like, at least try something before you criticize sure. it. But um, I, I have used Tor, um, mm-hmm. not, like, every day, uh, but, I, but I have given it a spin, a fair spin to sure. evaluate it, I guess. And then I started reading about all the weird stuff going on with it, and I'm like, eh, I don't know. Um, turns out it's not as maybe reliable as people might think. I've also used I2P, which is... I, I do tend to like I2P better. It's it's maybe not as flexible, I guess, question mark, as Tor. But, like, the the way it, it, it just feels more like, and I feel like such a fucking hippie saying this, it, it feels more, like, community-minded, you know? I've used CJDNS with Hyperborea. It's probably called something different. I have no idea what it's yeah. what it's called now, but that was pretty cool. So CJDNS plus Hyperborea is pretty neat. Hyperborea is, like, a, C, a certain CJDNS network. So, so if you're wondering, yeah, if you don't mind, I, I yes. was glancing through Twitter real fast and I saw an update and apparently Securite, uh, Swift on Security, is reporting that Oklahoma mm. Highway Patrol is, if they find a debit card on suspect, suspected criminals, they are debiting mm-hmm. any money on that using portable readers. 
Uh, Why? Uh, I don't know. I linked an article on RRC. I'm. Yeah, we'll we'll put that in the notes for sure. I'll, I guess I'll put that in the news. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's uh, uh that's illegal. Uh, that's I, I would. Yeah, I mean that violates something. Yeah. Uh, it's it's you can't you can't like. Uh, you, 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 I don't well, know. well, there's the whole it. premise of of innocent until proven guilty. So if you well, that, if you yeah. seize someone's funds, they need to be held in an es- in, a, in an account of some kind, escrow or whatever. Or frozen until mm-hmm. a, yeah, they're a, supposed to be frozen. The judgment yeah. is is handed down. Then that money is available. Or your term is served. Or correct, yeah, correct. They can't just take your money and yeah, say, yeah. "Oh, well, guess what? We're gonna take this money from you." Um, no, that's yeah. that's illegal and that's wrong. And that's uh, that's actually uh, a breach of uh, which which amendment is that? I, I I'm pretty sure it's an amendment. Yeah, I I can't forget which one, Ooh. but it's like. Uh, that's the same one where like soldiers. Well, it's the, the the one about quartering, on. right? No, no, quartering no, no, no. soldiers. Fourth Amendment. Uh, it prohibits unreasonable searches and seizures and sets out requirements for search warrants. So that's the same one. So no, 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 no. I was thinking of a different one where they they can't basically steal your shit. Well, the Eighth Amendment is prohibits excessive fines and excessive bail. Third Amendment is restrictions on the quartering soldiers in private homes. Uh, it's definitely I, I think... it's definitely the fourth. At least, yeah, yeah. I think there's another one that has specifically to do with like property and and uh, investment and things like that. But um, I, I don't know. Like as long as it wasn't gotten through ill gains, they're well, not supposed the, to be able to the touch it. There's the Fifth Amendment, which is eminent domain and the right to due process, and prohibits self-incrimination and double jeopardy. But that's uh... yeah. the point. Is it's like it's definitely defendable in court that it's super illegal to do that yeah i mean and they it, shouldn't it, be it definitely that, follows at least the it definitely goes against the fourth amendment and i'm sorry to bring this up without having you know but i saw it in twitter and I mean, it was you know that's a mm. big deal like you shouldn't that you shouldn't immediately be taking money from someone they may need that for bail or an attorney or whatever i mean that's that's mm-hmm. their money i don't care what you've done it, it, you have the rights set forth to you by your Miranda rights, you have your rights. You still have your rights based mm-hmm. on being a citizen of the United States. Even if you're an illegal citizen, you still have rights to whatever you have on your person. You know, as far yep. as uh, money is concerned, obviously, if you have drugs or, or anything illegal, that's considered contraband. Now, I mean, obviously, if you've got $20 million on you and you're doing a drug buy, they still can't, yeah, they still can't yeah. take that money and go spend it. That money has to be put in evidence. That's got to be recorded and mm-hmm. kept until you are either sentenced and 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 uh have a judgment against you or acquitted and you're free to go yeah that's certainly interesting and i will definitely put that in the show notes for sure because that's yeah that's some it's some serious up. stuff payton uh, uh, jathan you're not saying anything yeah i'm not really interested in discussing the law <laughs> what are you interested in discussing Honestly, tonight, nothing. I pretty much uh, want to just go to sleep in hopes of waking up tomorrow in a better place. <laughs> yeah, Jason's pretty pretty sleep deprived, but I guess uh, well, all for the kicks. Well, you do have a big decision to make, right? I mean, yeah. Do I eat Taco Bell and shit all night? Oh my gosh! Or do I just not, starve? That's not the decision that's, he was talking that's, about, but dude, that was completely. I mean, I mean, I, I oh mean, do gosh. you honestly let's. Let's think about this for a second. Do you honestly say that and then wonder why you are treated like shit like everywhere? Because when you respond to questions like that with that statement, I mean, like, you know, what the hell, man? You know? No, inherently, I just believe it's a property of being me that people treat me like shit. (laughs) Well, (laughs) maybe. I I, I mean, that's part of it. But if you had on, if you honestly <laughs> oh had get and, and like said like you know yeah I have a big decision I'd be like yeah man so we should talk about it a little bit but instead you talk about Taco Bell and shitting and now I just don't give a fuck <laughs> or we could we could just not talk about it at all yeah. um, and just leave it at that you know sure. just move on so let's but talk like about- no you chose to take it the Taco Bell direction but whatever we're gonna talk about packet sniffing. sniffing fuck that I like that so do it in Python um, yeah you you certainly can. Um, so the, we, we, I will post a link on, on how you can do various packet sniffing, uh, in windows or Linux using Python. Um, so we found a, a quick little article about that. 
Scapey, by the way, is, is pretty cool. And there's a couple other modules that let you basically craft your own packets, which is awesome. So you can not only sniff, but also like do some pretty malignant stuff if you happen to be a pen tester or a bad guy, whatever. But in general, there's there's a couple different ways and a couple different protocols that you can sniff. The most common is probably TCP IP. So like IP, TC, uh, UDP, TCP IP. Uh, oh my gosh. UDP, TCP, things like that. And that's really easy if you have control over the, the router that all the traffic's passing through or the gateway or what have you. Or if you've got like some kind of uh, ARP spoofing attack where you become the router, essentially. Don't forget also that VoIP is, is sometimes really easy to sniff, too. Yeah, and, and it it's a double-edged sword, right? Because it, it it's not a very locked down protocol no, it's, like VoIP happens to be no, unless, not. you know. You, you yeah. have to the default SIP is on a crypto. You have to so. open that port and it has to stay open. Like it can't close mm. because if it does close, then the phone's going to re-register on You don't get port. calls. Right, exactly. So that port yeah. has to stay open in and out. So mm-hmm. like you know, I mean that's 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 insane. Obviously, you know, with, with the right kind of firewall and stuff like that, you can you can somewhat lock it down. But still, you know, I mean, you're you're talking and if you about... use a stun server too, right, correct? Yeah, but it's still going over the wire unencrypted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can reassemble like SIP packets through captured yeah. packets too. Yeah, yeah I was. Uh... Um, you were telling me you would just be able to like Wireshark has a built-in option to reassemble SIP packets into like an audio file. Yeah, I could I could export. Because for the short, for a short time, uh, I could not mm-hmm. listen to audio in Wireshark, and so we would do um, we would do captures. We would get PCAPs uh, from the customer, mm-hmm. and they would record re- report audio issues. And so I'd be able to take that mm-hmm. capture and load it up using the telephony option under Wireshark, and I'd be able to listen to their audio. And I oh, found word. a way to export the audio into an actual file that I could then. Mm-hmm throw around and listen to without having to have uh wireshark open and it's 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 definitely possible to do that for sure absolutely yeah so like so keep that in mind if you are <laughs> if you are using like sip extensions and things yeah. like that right. um but there there are some valid uses in which case you'd use like port mirroring on on your managed switch um well and it's yeah yeah, it, well, this is, going back, like, this is what I mean by a double-edged sword, right? It It's a pretty big hole for attackers. Not hole, but like, method. It's really easy to get a lot of goodies. A lot of stuff is still in plain text. I don't know why, because it's 2016. But a lot of stuff is still in plain text. So if they get those packets, they've got, like, usernames and passwords and what information you put into the fields. They have everything. They have everything that your computer sends to that server if they're in the, the right place quote-unquote, in the chain. So yeah, that sucks. But at the same time, like, packet sniffing and uh, packet dumps are immensely useful. Mm-hmm. As a network engineer, actually, just today, I had to I had to take a look at a packet dump a customer took to, to find out why they weren't able to connect to our VPN services we offer. And it's immensely useful, because right away you can look at it and go, oh yeah, that's that their, their ISP is blocking it. Like, trying to have to walk through debugging that through a ticket with a customer would, would be so painstaking. But instead, I can say, download this program, install it, click these buttons, send me the file that it saves. Yeah. Done. And then I can I can import it to the uh, TCP replay or Wireshark or what have you. You know, anything that supports PCAP format. And take a look and be like, oh! That's exactly what's happening on their on their network to those packets and and go from there. So it's immensely useful too. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. how many so times it, like that we would do a capture, we would do a tracer route or a capture of some kind and say, look, you know, mm-hmm. it's definitely your ISP. And then they go to the ISP mm-hmm. and the ISP say, well, it's not us. It's got to be your your provider. It's like, well, and then you send the packet capture right. to them and be like, shut the fuck well, up. Here's proof. Boom. Bitch, this is why right it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, gotta love that. I always love that moment where, like, actually, logs, uh, man. Mm-hmm. Logs and pack captures, man. Um, yeah, so it's it's a double-edged sword, but you know, keep that in mind as to why it may have perfectly valid uses. So we'll we'll be talking about other protocols in a second here, but just keep that in mind through that. Hold on, I gotta close my door because the cat left and he knows how to open my door. So <laughs> okay, so. 
aside from like the normal like tcp ip slash udp stuff you can do some pretty deep level packet captures like you can do arp capturing and capture arp packets and you know this is all supported by most pcap pro related programs so like wireshark tcp dump things like that mm -hmm. you can do hostile arp poisoning and hijacking where you can basically tell clients like look i'm actually the router don't pay attention to this other guy you want to send all your traffic through me you know it can open you up to a lot of fun i guess would be the right word <laughs> Uh, fun for you. Uh, it can open you up to a lot of fun things to do with that. And there isn't really, there's, yeah, there's not really a good 100% fix for no, that. No, there's not. Too. And the funny thing is, is you can do something similar to that to get access. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how hotels will have like a web page that you log into to get internet mm -hmm. access? You can then spoof your MAC address on like your laptop or like your Chromecast or whatever. And so now you've got internet access. You know, yeah, so that, yeah. So you that, can find an already authorized client, right. spoof their MAC address, right. and and that's by the way that that is how most captive portals work. They right. don't use it by like a MAC address plus some other heuristic. It's usually just just MAC address, usually. which is silly. But yeah. th again, these are like mostly embedded devices, whatever. Right. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, you didn't hear that from us, and we don't condone it. <clears throat> right. So, <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> uh, but it, that is how that's done. Um, yeah. So like. You can do a, a hostile takeover of a router or a gateway or what have you, and then you would associate directly with the real router or gateway. So they wouldn't really be too wise unless they thought to do a tra uh, trace route or something and be like, why am I going through two routers on, on this uh, on this subnet, you know, on, on this RFC uh, 1918 address space? Well, only, that's why. <laughs> I only have one. Um, I, why, am I, why do I have two here all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, why, why am I being bounced around between machines on the internal network but that's yeah so like it's it's detectable but most people don't think to to detect it so right. so there's that you've got passive sniffing so there's there's a lot of traffic flying around most networks that just go everywhere to anyone connected on the network and i'm not sure especially ipv6 and i'm not sure how many people realize this so with ipv6 you have neighbor advertisements uh, you've got router advertisements, all sorts of stuff that's sent to every single host physically connected to that network. And not necessarily by cable. Phys by physically connected, I mean, like, radio is included by that, so, like, Wi-Fi, too. Right. But it, it works on that, like, layer two kind of level. And it's, it's, you can see some pretty interesting stuff. You, it's a pretty good way of getting, like, you can do, like, passive fingerprinting. There's P0F, which is a Linux package. Your distro should have it. It lets you basically get a lot of information without even opening up nmap about a certain host you know it's a it's a pretty good fingerprinting tool and the um the client or i guess the the server you know the router doesn't have any idea that you're listening for this that you're finding this information out because a lot of this information is sent within these advertised packets or broadcast packets you know for ipv4 and things like that right yeah so <laughs> you can find out a lot of lot of information about the network connected to without actually port scanning or or doing like some kind of inventory scan or anything like that which is which is detectable so it's it's pretty neat stuff the thing i'm kind of more interested in these days because like I, I i use like you know tcp ip stack sniffs every day for my work so it's, it's been kind of come like humdrum for me but <laughs> humdrum. more interesting instead of 802.11 like wireless stuff is like Bluetooth and RFID and stuff like that. Like you get the radio at a right frequency and really like all you need is a Bluetooth dongle for most of the attacks right. or a Bluetooth card right. as most laptops have these days. There's a particular package suite called BlueSnarf, which will let you sniff Bluetooth traffic. And yeah, and most Bluetooth devices are still set to a pin of 0000. zero, zero, zero. Right. Right. So like, Bluetooth is wide open. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, like it's a really horrible design, and it, it, they didn't really think it out too much when they implemented it. But really um, I mean, it, you can do some fun stuff, like make calls on someone else's phone. And <laughs> no, I, I haven't done this, but sure, you have. It's possible. I, I actually haven't, but it's very, very possible. I'll put it that way. I, I have done it in like test environments with my own phone and things like that. And, okay. You can do some hilarious, hilarious stuff. 
totally illegal, by the way. So don't actually do it, but it's very possible, and that's a problem in my eyes. We should we should um, say, but that yeah, you it's, can, you, it's for testing purposes on your own system only. All, all the stuff we talk about, all the shady shit, only do it on your own network where it's legal, just to to test the security and things like that. You know, standard disclaimer applies. We're not condoning any sort of illegal activity here. Right. Uh, but it is scary how easy it is. That being said, it is scary to. To see how easy it is to sniff Bluetooth traffic and RFID traffic and things like that if you have the right hardware. Yeah, it's you can even. Yeah, it's crazy. Sorry, keep going. It's it's crazy how easy it is to. Uh, I'll sit there and I'll open up my Bluetooth manager on my laptop, and you know, there's twenty or so Bluetooth devices that I can connect to. You know, just, yeah, just like that. Yeah, that's literally that's just like li- that. Yeah. Also, don't send your phone to, like, search for pairing. Like, I understand it might be convenient if you've got, like, a headset thing, but don't do it, please. I mean, yeah. Because that's why. You can turn it on. That's Once why. Once you pair, turn it back off again. Yeah. Yeah, be, exactly. You know. Yeah, but don't don't just sit there and leave it on, because then you're going to, like, run into things like Peyton, where, like, you, you open up your scanner trying to find your device, and, oh, 20 open I devices? Can, I can wow. connect to your keyboard from here? Great. Yeah. I can connect to your yeah. mouse from here. Oh, your computer is available? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bad news bears all around. But yeah, so you can sniff a lot of things. You can sniff Zigbee traffic. You can sniff Edge, GSN, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You can sniff those. Hell, you can set up your own fake cell tower, you know? Well, that happens Which is at, why it's that ch- happens at DEFCON. Yeah, happens a lot at DEFCON. I think it happened like one year at Hope, mm-hmm. maybe two years. It's not really in fashion, quote unquote, anymore. So it's it's not as likely to happen. But totally easy. Yeah, you can you can run your own cell network and pretend it's, to be another cell network. Really, really easy. To yeah, do. yeah. It, it it's kind of it's it, it's really similar to Bluetooth in that aspect where it's it's scary how easy it might be. Please don't ask me um, how. <laughs> <laughs> So let so let's take a moment now and, and talk of maybe possible ways to mitigate this. I didn't have anything planned out because sniffing in general is pretty hard to mitigate. I think, but I think one of the first options you should say is is if you're not using Bluetooth, turn it off. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. If Same you're not with using wireless. Anything, turn it off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Any kind of sniffable technology. Um, I guess. What's if that? If you don't plan on using the network, unplug. What, you know, what's like that? IR, IR bla- what's the IR blaster? I mean, if, if you're not going to use that, turn that off. What's the mm. Samsung thing that you can rub your... It's not... NFC? NF, yeah, turn NFC off. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. NFC. NFC is a big show. one. Yeah. There was like there was like no security cooked into NFC. It's terrible. And yet... <laughs> Yeah, the good news is we're using it for like fucking keys for buildings and shit. <laughs> and it's, really? And it's enabled. And it's enabled Why? by default. RFID yeah. is not really any better. Uh, well, well, so there's so there's there's two basic types of RFD, right? There's active and passive. Mm-hmm. Active requires a power source, but you can get like a huge range, like three hundred feet or three hundred yards, something like that. It's it's large. It's a it's a good amount of, feet, of area coverage. Could... Yeah, feet seems more likely. Because RFID, I, I, is still, although I suppose if you even if it's powered, it's still yeah. Low. Although I suppose if you if you crank up the power mm. and the amplitude enough, and you have a good enough antenna hooked up to that RFID, you can probably get 300 yards. But uh, you know that aside, and then there's passive where, where it's like three to ten feet ish, I want to say, and that requires no power source. I, so I, it's, I, like if you have an easy pass and you're on the east coast of the U.S., that's that's passive RFID. Is that I RFID? I don't think so. I think so. I think it is. From I what I remember, I don't think so. I think it's, I think it's similar to RFID, but I don't think it's well. Fast Track, okay, yeah, looks like Fast Track yeah, uses RFID. So I could, okay, all right, all right. I'll I'll look it up, and you know, if I'm wrong, I'll put it in the errata as I well, always do. I've, but I've got the frequencies here, so if you want to know what they are, yeah, I'll I'll definitely put in the show notes, so I'll have Peyton give me the link um, to that. I don't know, like it, it's just a really hard thing to mitigate against. Sniffing in general is, aside from. I mean, going back to the whole... Uh, remember the, the piece we did on acoustic keyloggers? Yeah, I remember oh, that. Jesus. Yeah. Like yeah, something you you're... can't possibly do jack shit about, basically. Well, no, no, no. We did talk about possible medi- mitigation factors yeah, we, there, we too. Yeah, we came up with something. And they were insane, like having like a, a, a foot-thick uh, insulated cement wall or something with like sound dampening pads in between and like Faraday cage. You know, like insane, but... I guess if it's like operations intensive, like operations uh, sensitive side of it, kind of a thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess you can do things to to help lock it down, but 
it's going to get ridiculous after a really short time. I don't know. I I still don't really know of a good way of mitigating, like, spoofed router advertisements on IPv6 and, like, ARP attacks and stuff like that. Other than keeping a static ARP table on your client. But again, that's like, nobody wants to do that. You, it would make the network unusable. It, the enti- It's the entire reason why it's dynamic, dynamic now is because it started as static and it was just too unmaintainable. Yeah. You know? So, I, I don't know, man. Like, in reality, the thing you need to do is just, you can't set it up and forget about it. You have to monitor what's going on. You have to mm-hmm. keep aware you know, why is my Bluetooth showing it's connected when I don't have anything Bluetooth connected on my phone? Or, you know, yeah. why yeah. is it showing... And check your... You know. Yeah, yeah, check your switch configs. Make sure there's no mirrored ports that shouldn't be mirrored. I mean... I check... Mean, physic- physically look at them. Yeah. Because there's there's hard physical taps that are undetectable on, on like, the digital layer, you know, if you will, but are totally there on the, the physical level, and you can't, there's no way really detecting them remotely. So actually look at your setup and make sure there's there's no weird black boxes, or right. there's one shaped like, uh, I think Hack 5 has a, a Ninja Star, you know what I'm talking about? I think, yeah, I think I've, there's yeah. one shaped like that. Well, I, mean, I think I mean, it's like a three-way tap. I mean, in reality, and I know that it's hard for some networks to do mm-hmm. this, but if something's plugged into your network, you should know about it. Right. Like if if yeah. something all of a sudden appears on your network, you should be able to realize, okay, this this is reporting as a Lenovo laptop, but it's actually a Raspberry Pi with Kali yeah, on there. Spoofing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So hardware detection is mostly mostly done through like MAC address allocation. Right. Um, so don't don't trust that. It, it's it's really easy <laughs> to to spoof a Mac. But well, don't re- don't just rely on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay to maybe. I'd say put like seventy percent of your seventy to eighty percent trust in that, you know, because it's it's right. really easy to spoof a MAC address, and pretend to be other hardware. Yeah, like actually take the time, maybe once a week, to walk around your network, like physically look at it. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff that you can't detect. Like it's not going to phone in and be like, "Oh, I'm this device." A lot of them don't even phone in. There's there's no. A lot of them are totally passive network taps. You know, yeah. Like with, yeah. if I got good enough, I could probably put a, a physical tap in, a physical three-way tap that's totally undetectable, unless you actually trace the line and looked where each, you know, followed the line like with your fingers. I could probably put one in in about, oh, I don't know, maybe three minutes. Yeah. If I got good enough. Well, you know. Well, there's the there's the devices too that look like a power a, mm-hmm. a power a power brick or power something. Brick. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you plug that in, and, and they've got like an embedded right. like eight hundred two eleven radio in there. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And so the people are like, oh, Wi-Fi. I'll, I'll connect to this, and hold the fuck on. Mm-hmm. You know what are you doing? You know. So I mean, yep. I mean, ed- uh, education, communication, and then and then physically monitoring your network. Not just sitting at your yeah. desk going, oh, yeah, everything looks great. You know, no. no, no. Yep. You know. You got to yeah, actually look. This isn't Jurassic Park. Yep. You know, you can't say, oh, we have <laughs> we have 38 dinosaurs and that, and we see 38 dinosaurs. No, 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 no. You need to monitor outside of that range, both lesser and higher, you know. And if you really want to get good, you know, like get good, <laughs> G-I-T-G-U-D, <laughs> don't rely on cameras. Because even that, like, it's unlikely. I will admit it is pretty unlikely so, like, you know, factored into your risk analysis and, and return of investment kind of a thing with your time, it is possible to spoof security footage and live feeds and things like that. So. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, so actually, like, actually get up from your desk and take a walk around. Like, if you need to stretch your legs, perfect time to do it. So, you know, so if a contractor comes on site and he does something. Oh, especially. You know, mm-hmm. what you should do is after the contractor leaves, is you go by where X contractor was and you take a look at the site that he was in. If they're doing any, or kind of- if your if your if your company policy allows it, ideally you should have an escort with them at all times. Someone who knows what they're doing. All too. times, not not yeah yeah. Newbie. Someone not easily it, it, socially engineered too. Right, uh, like someone in the department who knows what they're doing exactly. and not easily social right. social engineered. Yeah. yeah, that's not always possible. I will grant because you know time demands and things like that. Sure, but if it is possible, by all means, like try and schedule someone in your department to do that for you well that's well if security is that important for your business Mm -hmm. then it needs to be taken seriously you know it doesn't need to be the intern i I understand that you know a boss may have a problem with a hundred hundred k guy going down and and babysitting the contractor but 
Yeah. I mean, the guy who's 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 cynical and doesn't trust anybody, I'd rather have him down there because then he'll be able to keep an eye on whatever the guy's doing. Because you know he's going to doubt and you know he's going to ask questions. And, and this goes back to the guy who freaking plugged medical equipment into the into the internet and downloaded the patch. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. but the senior guy's there and he's like, whoa, hold the fuck on. What are you doing? You don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, can, that's can, not, don't do know, that. Yeah. Right. You know? Yep. So, exactly. I, I mean, in reality, we can sit there and say all day long, you know, do this, do this, do this. But it really needs to be, hey, look, you know, the most reliable guy that you can trust needs to be down there with X or Y. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's that's the way that's the way the cookie crumbles. Jathan. Yeah, we have a policy. Someone, any contractors in our DC have to be supervised. Good. Um, I like that. That's good. And, and, you know, so what's pretty cool is the building that I work in, we have, like, sort of generic student employees. Not necessarily people who work for IT, but are part of the building staff. You know, it's not like I'm the bottom of the totem pole. I have to be so, the one. So, like, rack monkeys at a colo is, is a, is an analogy to that, sort of, right? Yeah. Okay. You know, someone who's not that invested in it, but also would notice if the person was doing something completely off-centered. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I Got mean, it. I, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, you know, just being aware of what they're doing. Uh, like, like if a guy is... Yeah, and, and you know, even if someone didn't notice, you know, like, let's say the person who is babysitting, if we're using that term, mm-hmm. they didn't know exactly what was going on, but later when they were recounting what happened, like, they started telling you about something real sketchy. Yeah, that'll, Honestly, that'll at least yeah. let you get in and rip that, rip that hardware and, out. And, yeah. Yeah, and I actually think that's a better scenario, because at that point, you know, it's not an anonymous thing, and you're catching someone red-handed, more or less. Sure. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's still shitty that I, I'd, it I'd happened. Say it's, I, I'd say it's maybe better to catch them in the moment, which is why you might want to send someone who knows what to look for. But, yeah, it's better than it not being taken care of at all and, and having that, like, spike on your network for, like, five yeah. years. Well, it's, it's better than the, the, the $10 an hour security guard who really doesn't give a shit. Standing there, yeah. looking at his phone while you know contractors installing X. You know, I'd rather I'd rather yeah. pay the guy who actually has a clue or somewhat of a clue. I mean, you're not gonna you're the 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 newbie isn't gonna get the experience of knowing what to look for if he's never given the chance. You know, there was a really good hacker consult, and I'll I'll try and find it. I you know it's on YouTube. I can't remember if it was DefCon or Hope or whatever. I think it was on social engineering. It might have been. Of one of Deviant Olam's talks on lock picking, ironically enough, but it it talks about how like incentivizing your employees to like notice these things, yeah. like like yeah, the security guard may get paid like I don't know like only ten bucks an hour, but if you can be like, look, if you find something suspicious and it turns out to be true, two hundred dollar bonus right there. You Strippers. easily yeah yeah, and IP theft in most companies like you're talking like thousands of dollars. So two hundred oh. or three hundred to prevent that oh, is a seriously. drop in the bucket. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, for sure. So and, and like two to three grand is like a low number. Like if you've yeah. got something big, easily a hundred grand. You know, like so yeah, like if you save that project or mm-hmm. whatever the IP might be, ultimately you're going to make so much more on that anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. Potentially. Right. I mean. Yeah. So if you can like. Really, it's a win-win situation. This this employee, this security guard that may normally not care, is now caring. Like he wants to find some shady shit, right? You know? Yeah, he does. He's, um, he's like, hey, you he's know. he's set. He's gonna do whatever. He wants to know how to do his job better at that point, and you automatically save money. You know, like it's great, it's fantastic, and it's a really good idea. So I'll see if I can find that talk. Well, it's funny that we talk about this because that leads us right into the next thing that we were going to talk it about. It does. It leads right into that. I was just about to man. switch topics. So this is this went around like last year ish near I don't know I want to say June or July last year. The article paid in link to is from what is that August? Yeah, August. Yeah, August. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, late August. Yeah. But it's it's it was around a couple months before about a, a woman in uh, China who does basically security consulting. And she 3D printed a pair of platform shoes that are like not hollow. Well, they're they're half of them are hollow inside, but they've got like inserts. And in one heel, she puts in uh, a Wi-Fi tap she can drop in. Hi, you know, like like or you could put in like USB sticks or what have you. Really easy way to snark, sneak hardware in. And she talks a little bit about how she can like. Oh, I gotta find the Reddit thread where she she did like an AMA kind of a thing on this exact thing. But yeah, like it, it's really cool. 
Um, if you haven't seen it yet, we'll obviously link to it in the show notes so you can check it out. It's really interesting. It's kind of like, it's sort of been toyed with before. Like, it's not really a new idea, especially if you've seen Get Smart, you know, the guy had a phone in issue, you know? So it's like, it's an old idea, but it's a good write-up, a good presentation on an actual practical, pragmatic production sort of thing. And then she also talks about, like, social engineering, like the way she dresses and things like that. Um, she mentioned she got, like, a breast implants specifically to to help with her job i i, I guess that's dedication well, you know i but mean like, according to the according to the article in part she says in part she says that the reason why she dresses that way is so that people will assume because the way she looks she doesn't have any space for anything you know mm-hmm. yeah so, there's no pockets so in nobody, a slinky cocktail dress yeah. right so nobody's thinking oh yeah yeah you know you've got you've got x y and z on you know mm-hmm. so but i think in the reddit post she also mentions like Right. She tries to keep it appropriate to the, the venue. Like, you wouldn't walk into a data center wearing a cocktail dress. You would walk into, like, a dinner party. And you'd still be able to find, like, a moment of, of solitude where you could just drop that Wi-Fi AP in, drop that Raspberry Pi in, whatever, and go back to the party. And nobody would suspect a thing, you know? That's some James Bond-level shit. I mean, it's kind of... We think it's James Bond, but, like... These are the kind of things good pen testers actually do. Right. You know? They're really, like... Social engineering is going to be your number one thing because that's that's what most people fall for. Yeah, so it's it's, it's really an interesting read. I'll, I really hope I can find that Reddit post again because it was it was really interesting. Like the actual person, like the woman in the article, she's the one who's actually like replying to the comments and stuff. So I'll see if I can find that because it's it's a good insight. And isn't she like selling herself out now? I don't know. What do you mean? Well, I mean like, isn't she ruining her effectiveness by? being on the internet um, no i don't think so no I, not as bad as you th- i don't think it's as bad as you think it is well if you see her you're gonna recognize her not necessarily I, I, I mean are you aware that that changing two things on someone's appearance can can completely change the way they look to people yeah, I, I mean sure, i mean right. all she has to do is wear her hair differently and and put some sunglasses on or something then people aren't gonna yeah. recognize her wear yeah. eyeglasses cut your hair uh, short done totally um, different person um Look at look at Zoe Deschanel with and without bangs. Completely different appearance. And that's one thing. And that's one thing, yeah. One thing. Now, imagine if she put, like, contacts in, which they totally make, by the way. If she put contacts in to change her eyes to green. You would never think that was Zoe Deschanel. She was like, oh, maybe a passing resemblance, you know, some right. kind of facial. Yeah, she looks But you wouldn't suspect anything. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. You wouldn't suspect anything, though. So, so no, like, it, it's still pretty safe, I would say, at least. It's it's such a good read. I really hope I can find it. So that's that's it for the topics. Jathan, you've been pretty quiet this whole episode, so I'm gonna have you do the baddies, okay? God damn it! I don't even think I fucking have it open now. I lost it. <laughs> Just open the fuck pad. I yeah, get it. You're under like sleep in. deprivation and all, but Twice. like, I've I've yeah. got it open if you'd like for me to. No, no, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> all right. So I, while he's doing that, I'm looking through the image. The baddies he's... ransomware fail. Right, he's a big brought boy. to you in himself. part by Spade. I don't know. There's a little spade symbol. So Jetty ESEC Lab. What is that? ESEC Lab. Do you want the full story or do you want the TLDR? Give me the TLDR because we'll we'll link to the full story. So yeah, at the top it actually says TLDR, (laughs) which Um, is handy. So the story of yet another ransomware. Ransom. Holy shit, dude! Really? Maybe I should read the the title. Read the title. It doesn't make any sense. The story of yet another ransom failware. TLDR. This article explains why it's still worth trying to reverse engineer a ransomware in order to retrieve your encrypted files. No, 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 no. You may find a tool to decrypt the files modified by this specific... That's what it says at the top. I, I, I know. I didn't know you were going to read the literal section called TLDR. I thought you were going to no, give a summary of the actual... I meant. Ah, ah, ah. Normally, we're not provided with such a thing. All right. Ah, ah, Tell me what the okay. fuck Sujeti ESEC is. No, no, no. No, no, no. Oh. Skip that. This doesn't explain who this I, happened I to or... If you want me to. Oh, wait, there's a context section. Oh, my, oh my gosh. Oh <laughs> Did I not? Did oh I not? Just please, listeners. I thought you said keep content. Please keep this all in, Aaron. Listeners. Please keep this all content. in. This is what we <laughs> Listen deal Listen up. With. I'm this, trying this... to go to bed an hour ago. All right? Text Stewart. Jesus H. All right. A few weeks ago, Sujeti Isek, whatever the fuck that is, was called on an incident that took place in a client information system. The client noticed some strange activities ongoing on one computer within their network. Indeed, some files on that computer, including the ones available on network shares, were unreadable. Mm. Unfortunately, most of those files included vital documents for our clients, such as financial information, strategic information, and so on. 
This data, this data were the achievement of a couple dozen years of work, thus could not be allowed to be lost. That's a shitty sentence. That is the reason why several backups of those data were done. What? That's a no, shitty sentence. They're both shitty. After mm. some investigations, they quickly understood that a malware was running on it. On their own, they suspected the presence of a ransomware. Their, mo <laughs> their moves were to end the process that was running. What? Delete yeah. all the encrypted files. Reboot. They must be using Windows. Keep plug going. the backup. Plug the backup storage and copy original files to the infected computer. Uh, obviously, the malware was still going. present on the system. And had ex executed itself at boot time, infecting all freshly mounted backups, ending up with the loss of their three, parentheses, number three, backups. Averaging one it, toe worth of data. <laughs> it, one toe. It's a terabyte. Keep going. Through a private company, they were able to retrieve 40 go of encrypted data. Our mission 40 was gigabytes. to understand... It says go! Read I, the fucking thing. I'm going to tell you why you're an asshole in a second, but finish this. <laughs> <laughs> Our mission was to understand how that incident happened and if we were able to retrieve their data. All right, stop this right mission... there. That's enough. No, no, no. That's enough. Yeah, yeah. So first off, you're an asshole because their their native language is not English. And you went off on us like two episodes or three episodes ago about making fun of people who whose English isn't their native language. They're a French I said company. People, people involved in open source projects and on forums. These people are obviously stupid. They don't deserve our sympathy. How is it different? It's because it's a blog they wrote they Go. In English. Two episodes Giga ago. Ites. Ites. Two episodes Giga ago. Ites. You, Giga Ites. You were lighting me up because you thought that I was I was uh, talking shit about people who couldn't speak English very well. Or you were no, talking about something I different. Just specifically, specifically I just yeah. fucking this, clarified. This instance no. where someone doesn't have... No, no, yes. no, these people are not asking for our help. Listeners? They're telling us a sad tale. Oh my god. Well, they're no, they're, they're telling how they help them, but... They don't speak no, English see, this natively. Is not don't, no, 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 stop. Me. Stop. They don't speak English natively, and you're making fun of them. If we go back two episodes and listen, first of all, I was specifically talking about people who are asking for genuine help. Second of all, there's some, there's some things in this article that just don't make sense. Here's the thing. Is this in the third person, or is this in the first person? I don't know. English isn't their native language. Because... In some cases, it seemed to me that they were talking about themselves, and then in other cases, they're talking about them and they and their moves. Well, so their moves is all the I'm client. saying. Yeah, right. All, they they are an right. infosec company. Their moves is referring to the clients. Course all of I am saying right now is first and foremost, go back when we're done and listen to the other episode. I was talking about people like on the Ubuntu forums or some shit. That were just trying to get help with their goddamn open source environment. Okay, so hop up off it first. No, of all. that's that's not what you said. That's what Peyton and I were saying. But thanks no, for it's fine because no, it is. We have it in record. Go... We have it in record. We, we'll let we the have. listeners decide, really guys. Have. If you want to get in touch with us, info at systemministrivia.com or systemministrivia.com slash contact.php or join our IRC forum. You can find it on that contact page. Uh, IRC forum, IRC channel. It's on our contact page. Feel free to join and tell Jason why he's wrong, but. Please. Yeah, they're, they're not a, a native U.S. company. Okay. Why is this If stupid? you have ransomware, even suspected ransomware running on your computer, your machine, your server, whatever it might be, yeah. ending the process that's running, that makes a little bit of sense, okay? Mm. Something's to causing To prevent further files from getting encrypted, sure. Right, that makes sense. Their moves next, delete all the encrypted files. Well, if you delete something that's encrypted that hasn't been transferred off, then you know that it hasn't. How are no, you it's ever okay. going to backups? Keep, yeah, that, that's that's not where they still, failed. Keep going. Before you could recover your backups, would you delete the encrypted ones? It doesn't matter. Honestly. You personally, me? No, per well, yes, it does. I probably wouldn't waste the time, but it doesn't matter either way. Keep going. Plug the backup storage in and copy original files to the infected computer. Stop. Let's not. Let's that's not make sure fail. that we have that. That's, that, that's they're the all fucking fails. Yeah, that, well, they did that. Fails. That was. They that did was... that three times. Yeah. With yeah. three different backups, right. they toasted three of their backups. Because it doesn't say that, that they they necessarily did it one at a time, but no, 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 no. Well, it does. Yada yada yada. Infecting all freshly mounted backups, ending with the loss of their three backups, averaging one terabyte worth of data. It is, it says exactly that. Well, in either case, yes. it is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> We're not disagreeing with that. The problem, anyways. Is 
you making fun of their English when just two episodes ago you were attempting That's to defend. No, no, no. Where's the fucking contact? No, I would I'm contacting. Them. Yeah, I would. I would hear from our listeners about what they think about this please, whole thing. Because if you're a regular follower, a regular listener, and and you heard Jathan go off on Pain and I exactly for this kind of thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you, anyways, but yeah. specifically about this because Jathan needs to needs to cool it. Our our kudos, I guess, to the to the guy who who tried, but maybe you should have called the infosec firm earlier and and got a consultate consult on the line before plugging in those backups. When we say backups are going to save you from ransomware, this is not what we mean. We right. mean you need to do it offline without the infected system running. Extremely air gapped. Ex- super air gapped. Yeah, copy it over to like I would. A, an external hard drive from the backup, and then mount. You know, like yeah. like. Take multiple steps here to isolate your your golden copy of the backup from. I, I, the, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I would nuke and pave that hard drive. I, I wouldn't even yeah, try to. True. I wouldn't even try to if, disinfect it. Just if nuke possible, it. yeah, yeah. Don't even bother with disinfecting. But if possible, get new hardware because, like, you don't even know if it's touched the firmware at that point because it's There's rare. A lot of really technical information in the rest of this article. Yeah, well, it's it's a good article, so I'm I'm gonna link to it. But that's that's our baddies was the company that they consulted for. To the unnamed sysadmin, we have so many unnamed people here. <laughs> it makes me sad. To the unnamed sysadmin who who thought it was a good idea to plug your good copy of the data into an infected system, hats off to you. Oh, gosh. You're our baddie for the week. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been Sysadmin Trivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jathan. I'm Peyton.